Thank you to Green Envy for supporting this episode of Rogue and Reasoned. Did you know there are a ton of toxic ingredients in many everyday personal care products? In fact, Green Envy came up with their toxic Nixit list, which includes 28 ingredients they will never use because of their link to cancer, reproductive issues, organ toxicity, and severe skin irritation. Instead, they use high-quality, plant-active ingredients and give you their purity and potency promise. I have personally used Green Envy products for over three years now and can speak to the difference in my skin's appearance since making the switch to cleaner skincare. Browse their masks, serums, lotions, essential oils, and more via the exclusive link in my show notes and use code LAURASWANS-10 for 10% off. You'll also get free shipping and three free samples on your next order of $50 or more. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Haven's Kitchen. It's time to tantalize your taste buds and mix it up in the kitchen with Haven's Kitchen's six delicious sauces. Choose from red pepper romesco, golden turmeric tahini, tangy barbecue sauce, herby chimichurri, zippy chili harissa, and their gingery miso sauce. And each of their convenient packets can not only be used as a sauce, but also as a marinade or dressing opening up even more tasty and creative possibilities for your meals. Want to give them a try? You can pick out your favorite flavors using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Haven's Kitchen and show off your recipes and dishes in your stories and posts. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to a new episode of Rogue and Reasoned, where we chat about all things life, business, and badassery. I hope your November went smoothly. I took a little break from episodes because I was spending time with family, honoring the anniversary of my dad's passing, and hosting Thanksgiving. But we are back, now in December, and approaching Christmas. How are you guys with Christmas, if you celebrate, that is? Like, when do you decorate, shop, etc.? I got our outdoor Christmas lights up at the beginning of November when it was still warm outside, Inevitably, I have to spend like an hour repairing broken light strings and such, so it made sense to do it when I didn't freeze my fucking balls off. Hashtag Midwest life. I didn't decorate the interior or turn on the outdoor lights until the day after Thanksgiving, though. That's kind of my timeline. And my shopping is done. I'm not much for gifts during this season. I think it's way overdone. And you can get my thoughts on that back in episode 51 titled Gifts Are Stupid. But we always get a few things for the kiddos in our family and are doing a secret Santa exchange this year with family. So I've happily completed all of my gift-giving tasks. Hallelujah. Which is great because we are also hosting a Christmas celebration. I enjoy hosting. It makes me feel like all those hours I spend on Pinterest aren't for naught. There is a purpose. And my creativity doesn't just play out in branding, photography, and website design. I enjoy using my creative juices to decorate tables, make fancy cocktails, and plate food in fun ways. My expression of love is acts of service. But as I was finalizing my Christmas menu, it made me reflect on how much my holidays have changed over the years and how my experience has been, I believe, different than some other families I've encountered. That being my own extended family, friends' families, significant others' families, hearing coworkers talk about what they did over the holiday and such, maybe even catching a few tidbits off social posts and stories. And different isn't intended to mean worse or better. 
just different. But what I do notice at times is rigidity in plans and performance. I've seen people lose their shit if someone declines an invitation for the first time in 12 years. Gifts aren't exchanged the right way. Or someone puts a different spin on the menu instead of making great grandma's actually quite disgusting and unhealthy recipe. Really, if you're not careful, the dinner table can be a holiday obligation and not an opportunity. An opportunity to be around people you care about, maybe even for the last time. You don't know what life brings. So in our chat today, I hope you find a little reminder not to let rigidity ruin your holiday. So since I said my holiday experience has changed a lot over time and was maybe a bit different, I should probably explain. I don't think any two years of holidays have ever been the same for me. Now, I'm not talking St. Patrick's Day, Easter, Memorial Day, etc. Those have always been random, of course. But for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, what most people know is the holiday season, different every year. As a kid, my dad was in law enforcement, and that meant most years he had to work on the holidays. Here and there, he would get one part of it, such as an eve or a day off, but that was infrequent, and we often had to adjust to what the year presented. Sometimes we'd quietly wait at home for my dad to call out his lunch break and quickly stop by the house to eat a few bites together, or my mom and I would head to an extended family member's house to be around her siblings and my cousins, my dad stuck in my hometown, working. My mom, dad, and I would choose another time or day, such as the morning of Christmas Eve or the 26th of December to celebrate, quote-unquote, our Christmas. We'd open gifts, eat a meal, or go to church as if it was actually the holiday. We spent a couple of Thanksgivings in Pennsylvania at my grandmother's and a couple of Christmases, just the three of us, at our little home in the woods of Wisconsin when my dad got a holiday off. I've actually never even spent a Christmas with my dad's family, who live primarily on the East Coast. Never worked out that way. But when my parents filed for divorce, me just a young teen, things became even more irregular. There would be times then where I'd go over to my dad's little apartment and it would be just the two of us. Or I'd go to an aunt's house or have a meal at a close friend's home with her family. It's shifted every holiday and every year. As you get out on your own, start working, get into a relationship, and perhaps eventually marry, you inherit other people to see and visit with, other dynamics and traditions. And through all this, I encountered people that clearly had much more consistent holiday routines than I ever knew, which is nice. Perhaps I even envied that a little bit. It seems like a more consistent and reliable upbringing or experience than I had. But sometimes I get the impression that rigidity can sometimes be disguised as tradition, and the chokehold on patterns around the holiday season can cause conflict or drama amongst family members. What's the fun in that? Now, tradition can be nice, but only if it doesn't become a rule or a law. Then it just sounds like a job or something you're being graded on, you know? So here's my reflection on it all. Take what you want. First off, the date of the celebration. How bad does it matter? Sure, some people have to negotiate work time off, and sometimes the calendar day of the holiday is in fact the only option. But if not, What's the harm in gathering a day earlier or a day later if it accommodates everyone's schedule? Or the weekend before or after? Whatever date you choose can be meaningful. 
You're not a loser, loner, or whatever else if you chill at home in your PJs on the holiday and eat and drink some other time. It's nice that you can gather at all. Location, well, I get that is a bit more complicated. Some enjoy hosting. Some enjoy someone else hosting. But in many cases, someone is always going to be inconvenienced a bit, especially when people grow older and start to move further apart. There's travel time, airfares, and other sacrifices made by some parties over others. I think we all just try to be fair. Rotate through who gets to host, learn to love the coziness of one person's home over the grandness of another's. Hell, try a new restaurant or Airbnb each year as part of your celebration. Again, the fact that you can all make something work to be in the same spot is pretty fucking awesome. Thank you to Audible for supporting this episode of Rogan Reason. Guys, I have a commitment issue with books. I buy them. I have great intentions of reading them. And yet all I have is a giant stack of unread books. But I found a solution that works really well for me. Audible. If I can't multitask it, I can't do it right now. So Audible allows me to listen to audiobooks while I'm doing another task. Cue laundry, making dinner, or working out. It doesn't stop there, though. They have a wide collection of podcasts, comedy, wellness programs, and more in their app. Discover thousands of titles and get your free 30-day Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned. That's www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned for your free 30-day Audible trial. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by The Lux Lens. Whether you're curating your brand's aesthetic or enhancing your family's memories, The Lux Lens is an incredible resource for creating quality images. Get creative on your computer or choose mobile preset options to use in the free Adobe Lightroom app and finesse your images on the go. Not a seasoned photog? No worries. They also offer video trainings and free educational articles to help you up your game. Browse their extensive collection of editing tools and get 15% off your purchase with my exclusive link in the show notes or by visiting www.theluxlens.com slash LSS. Photo Game Changer. All right. Also, try not to focus on the size. Some of my most vivid and favorite holiday memories are when it was a more intimate celebration. Not to say a big gathering can't be a blast, but I've personally found it's a whole lot more mingling and small talks and actual conversation and laughter the larger the crowd grows. Don't you truly just want to be around those that matter most to you anyway? In this case, size doesn't matter, even if it's just you and the dog. But hopefully you can gather with at least one other meaningful human guest, too. Connection is important. That being said, Try to be open to who is in attendance when appropriate. I genuinely appreciated some of my high school and college friends inviting me to their family's gatherings when I might otherwise be solo, and at times extending the invitation to my dad to attend also, as we didn't really have a setup to celebrate. But I've also overheard families, more so once I was integrated into significant others' families, that are very strict about it just being family time and not extending any invitations elsewhere. Honestly, I think it's kind of shitty. For me, anyone in our lives that may be lacking a place to spend the holiday is welcome at our table. 
it's fine if the guest rotation changes year over year. People have done it for me, and I'm happy to welcome them. When it comes to food and drink, remember, there are no rules. Sure, turkey has been normalized on Thanksgiving and maybe ham on Christmas. But do you need those to have a holiday? Fuck no. Can you do a taco fiesta night at Christmas? Fuck yeah. Again, some traditions are nice, and there's nothing wrong with having some. But you can also have fun with it. Really, you don't have to do anything. You don't need to offer dessert. You don't need to give gifts. You don't need to wear matching pajamas. If y'all want to do those things, fan-freaking-tastic. Take that cheesy picture. Get face deep in a piece of Aunt Susan's apple pie. Or don't. Just have a great fucking time. But most of all, just be present. Not for the obligatory photo of everyone smiling, possibly even fake smiling because you just unleashed on everyone to shut the fuck up and grin for the camera slash social media shot. That's not a great memory when you see that photo. People just recalling how you were an insane person right before the moment was captured. Get your photo, but don't make the whole evening about it or solely about anything else. Have your traditions, have fun, and appreciate the time you get. Time is fleeting. It's been three years now since I got to celebrate a holiday with my dad. The last was Christmas of 2019. He died a few days before Thanksgiving in November 2020. It's wild to think it's been that long already, and that time with him is still very missed. Even in my older years, we still always celebrated a day or two early or a couple days late, not minding it often wasn't on a holiday. We just ate and drank and laughed our fucking asses off until 2 a.m. and enjoyed it, sometimes over Mexican food and margaritas instead of roasted chicken and wine. I'm lucky to still have others to spend holidays with, of course. I visited with my dad's family, as I mentioned, a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving. That's Thanksgiving enough for me. And on the day of Thanksgiving, we spend time with Ryan's parents. We'll spend time with his family a little bit before Christmas, and on the actual holiday, we'll likely just be cozy at home with our pup, Marshall, because there aren't any rules, just memories to be made. Keep those core traditions that matter, and merge ones from your past into new ones. Loosen the reins a bit. When I was little and my dad was working afternoon or evening shift on patrol, he'd write down addresses in his little notebook that had the best Christmas lights. Then, on an evening close to Christmas he was off, would take me out to do some last-minute shopping and tour the houses he had noted. We'd slow or stop in front of some of them and gawk over how cool they looked, listening to Christmas music on a local radio station. Now, Ryan and I do the same in our local neighborhoods, then have a couple of cocktails together afterwards. Same tradition, just tweaked to fit my current circumstances. So, I wish you and your family a very merry, safe, and healthy holiday. And also that you can release some rigidity you may have been holding on to in your celebrations. Don't let that ruin it for you. I'll be back in your app the day after Christmas for a little business chat, as I know that even on a bit of a break, entrepreneurship and business in the new year might be on your mind. I hope you'll join me for that episode sometime that week or whenever it has a chance to hit your ears. Until we chat again, friend, Merry Christmas. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogan Reason podcast, visit www.loraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.